Your employees expect top-tier medical benefits like comprehensive care access, but how can you balance these expectations against rising costs across your full benefits portfolio? Find savings and opportunities in your most highly utilized benefit, your pharmacy plan. Did you know that hospital employees fill 25% more prescriptions each year than other industries? How can you tell if all those prescriptions were needed or if you could have had significant cost savings by filling at your own hospital pharmacies? Tap into these opportunities with an independent pharmacy benefits partner and solutions designed around your unique requirements and resources. Rx Benefits provides pharmacy benefit strategies, from expert advisory services to programs that leverage your hospital pharmacy's purchasing power, all while offering competitive benefits with award-winning customer service. We've been working with hospitals for over 15 years, and our clients range from rural and critical access hospitals to large health systems, with healthcare-specific solutions that make the most of hospital assets and dispensing capabilities. Visit us at employers.rxbenefits.com or click the link in the show notes to learn how to boost your benefits with an optimized pharmacy plan. Welcome to The Bo and Luke Show, a podcast designed to inspire you to be better, know better, and do better. You can connect with Bo and Luke on social media at The Bo and Luke Show, or send us an email at fanfeedback at com. Brought to you by Sound United. Without further ado, let's get after it. Bo and Luke Nation, welcome to another episode of the Bo and Luke Show from the ASA Conference in Denver. In Denver. Um, your co-host, Luke Carradine. We're sitting here with Bo Brabo and Chris Dyer. Hello. You are a CEO, best-selling author, consultant that is all pretty much focused right now around a giant topic that's near and dear to all of our hearts, remote work. You must be as busy as you can be right now. Welcome to the show. Yeah, things have been pretty busy. Uh, they're not quite as busy as they were during COVID. I was did a hundred trainings in twelve months for organizations to help them. People would just knock on my door and say, "We don't know what we're doing." Wow, you guys do yeah. help. And like I did one for Johnson and Johnson, and they were like, "Can you meet with one of our teams?" Sure, no problem. And they're like, "That was cool. Can you do it for all of our other teams?" And I'm like, "All, <laughs> all of your other teams?" Yeah. I'll do a few more, but like, you know, so it just kept growing and growing and growing. And that's sort of, and same time I was working on the book and then it's just, it's just gotten bigger and bigger. It's been crazy. Oh, that's great. Well, yeah. tell me about some things that you're learning right now that, and let's put it in the, in two different buckets here. Mm -hmm. Things companies are doing well, things companies are doing not so well. What, right. what are you seeing out there? As a pretty easy distinction here, those people that have embraced remote work, embraced flexible work, have realized that if it, if it can work for their organization, that they have just dived in all the way, right? And realized sure. they're going to do it all the way and they're not going to try to do some mix, right? What I'm seeing that the other, the other side of the coin is people saying, well, we're going to do hybrid, especially when they uh, don't need hybrid, right? They only want hybrid because they want to be back in the office and you ask them, well, why do you need to be back in the office? And they don't really know the answer. Yep. Right. And it's probably some more devious subtext of I want to be able to see them. I don't believe they're really working or I like to have people sit and laugh at my jokes as this manager wants to hold court and have people there that he can he or she can, you know, <laughs> yeah. do that stuff with. Wow. And it, I know and the type of people you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, if you don't need to be in the office, there's no need. There are people who do. Right. We can't make wine without being in the vineyard. We can't build a car without being sure. in the factory. There right. are, and not everyone can be remote. But if there's no reason for you 
to be in that office and they're asking you to come back and do the hybrid. That's where we're seeing a lot of the friction. That's where we're seeing the mass reg- resignations happening. Yeah. Right. And then they're all going to these companies who are fully remote, who yeah. figured it out. COVID forced everybody into that. Right. And now employees know that they can be productive from home. Right. Everybody, the whole team from home. So they're challenging it. Right. Right. They're challenging the reasons. Uh, and everybody wants to know why you're doing things a certain way. I don't think that's right. changed. It's right. just been added to. It's like, well, now, not only why is my job the way it is or what's the purpose of our company, why do, I, why do we do what we do, but it's now it's, well, wait a minute. Why? why? What is the reason mm-hmm. that we all of a sudden have to go back to the office or we want a hybrid model where we're going in two days a week, three days a week, whatever the case might be, right? right? And I say, you know, I applaud people who are... Um, challenging leadership and leadership should have the right answers for that. They should. They should be able to defend their decision. And if there is no rhyme or reason to it, people are just going to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They're just going to leave. They're going to leave. I, I've been working remote for, for years now. I absolutely love it. I will tell you though, I am a hundred times more productive at home than I am in an office. Now I'm in sales and like as any sales leader, there's two ways to think about this, but the, the obvious thing is you do not want a bunch of salespeople in the same room together because they're going to talk, right? Talk to each other. Right. Just they, you'll, t- you'll talk to anybody. Yes. And we don't want you talking to anybody. No. We want you talking to people who want to be our clients. That's right. Yeah. And when I'm at home <laughs> yeah, yeah. with nobody else around me, I'm on, I have to put Focus that energy somewhere. That's right. That's right. right. <laughs> so yeah. that's what I've been doing. I will say we were talking about this earlier and, and it was a question we wanted to bring up. How is leadership grappling with um, accountability in, uh, in a remote workspace with their teams? So this is the thing about remote. If you have a good culture, if you have thought about these things, remote work makes it better. Hmm. But if you haven't, and this, you didn't know, you don't even know. So people all the time, they say, well, how do you know they're working when they're at home? And I would say, well, how did you know they were working when they were at the office? Thank you. Right? Yeah. And if they couldn't answer that question, I said, you got a problem doesn't matter where they are. <laughs> right. If you don't know what success looks like, if you don't know what good looks like, if you haven't had this discussion with them to say, this is what you need to achieve, or these are the reports, or whatever that output is, right? If you haven't figured that out with them, and you're not checking in on a regular basis, not once a year for some BS annual review, but if you're not checking in on a regular basis, you're kidding yourself that them showing up every day was accountability. Because it wasn't. Yeah. That's true. Very oh, you're true. 100% right. Yeah. I, I remember being in the office. I, I got l- literally half as much work done, probably, right. as I do now. All the conversations, all the and it's all the distractions, right? Yep. You're constantly, your focus keeps changing, yeah. right? Because people come in, bump in, you see someone, right? And I remember when we first went remote, in, in the first four hours of working, I got everything done for the day. And I was like, what do I do now? Yeah, like that everything on my list for the entire day that I didn't ever even get done. This was a very ambitious list. And I'm like, I'm already done. Amazing. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I guess I have time to write a book or right? I have time right. to do these other things. Right. And, right. and, and begin you know, thinking through that, but didn't realize how much people walking by my office and because this happens for leaders, especially people want to be seen. People want to chit chat. People want to, ch- you know, check in. And for all sorts of reasons, right? And so then it's taking up your time as a leader and you end up taking your work home with you. Because right. you can't get things done. Yep. Right? Yeah. Or you get your work done on an airplane. I can't tell you how many leaders literally get on airplanes they don't need to get on because they want to get work done. Wow. Isn't that something? Really? That's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, what about another big flip side of this from a mental health perspective? Mm-hmm. So now you go completely remote. And as adults, like – 
it shouldn't be this way, but we find most of our relationships at work, whether if it's even with, you know, a future spouse even, mm-hmm. or just the friends that you have all develop in that workplace. What are some things that remote workers proactively can do that you've seen uh, to try to get that camaraderie and that feeling back for their right. own health? So there's like kind of two areas I've been really worried about for remote work, and you're touching on one of them, which is people went remote and they got all the great benefits, but because of everyone having to quarantine, everyone had to stay in place, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't get to have the social part somewhere else. Yes. So you had a double whammy of, yeah, you're going back to work, but then you couldn't be with anybody but like your kids and your spouse when like maybe you didn't, you only saw them a few hours a day and suddenly you're with them all the time, right? Yeah. Or all like your time, one roommate or whatever. Like, I mean, yeah. it's a totally different shift in, in your relationship and the, and the dynamic. So, when people have remote work and they can go out with their friends. So we, we coach our people. We, I coach a lot of other organizations to shift the mindset to tell their people, you need to find your friends. You need to find your social outlet outside of work, right? Yeah. And, we, and we used to do it inside of work, which is another reason why you didn't get much work done. And, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> you have your friends and stuff, but you could, and you can still have some of that. We have some camaraderie. We have some of that that goes on in our organization, but not like I'm going to go to lunch with people or I'm going to go have a drink with them after, after work or whatever it may be. You need to just put that energy somewhere else. Right. So if you're used to going out with people on Friday after work, we'll go meet your friends Friday after work. Just replace the activity with some other group of people. And then people are fine. Sure. Yeah. Right? And really, I find that people are actually happier that way because your work friends aren't really your friends. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that that's that fair. is super true. You're just kind of forced that. to be friends. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. Proximity yeah, yeah. friends, right? Yeah, that's right. Your right. friends because you sit next to them. You're going to yeah. have to put up with them. But like if they change jobs, magically you never talk to them again, right? So true. Right. Yeah. So, so true. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you a funny story, Luke. I um. 2015 is when my first and going down the path of 100% remote work, mm-hmm. working from home. And I was running a, my own small boutique staffing company and I was at home every day. And this is obviously pre-COVID and everything's open, kind of like we're getting back to now. Um, but I wanted that interaction, right? I'm like, I'm in my, my home office was in the basement. It was, I was comfortable, right? I would literally, there was a Walmart just a couple miles from the house right? I'm like, I need to just see people know that yeah. people are still out there. Right. Yeah. I would take eh, probably two times, two couple times a week, lunch break. Like, okay, I'm getting out of the office. Right. Just might like you might do if you're going to the office. Right. right. I, I would just go walk around Walmart. There's really? always, Hey, how's it going? Like just, and just, yeah, it's chit chat, right? It's always people willing to, right. to chit chat. And that was really all it took for me outside of, you know, weekend time and doing things with friends and family and so forth. But like during the week, I just wanted that little bit of a break. Go see people, yeah. chit chat. Hey, how's it going? How's your day so going? So we um, mandate that our people use a laptop. We provide it for them, uh-huh. but no desktops. It's laptop. And this is very intentional because I want them pre-COVID, of course, right. to go to Starbucks, yeah, to go visit their sister in some other state and stay with them for two weeks, but they can take it, their work with them and then yeah, they can it. have some other social stuff, right? They can they can go do whatever. I mean, I had a person who was in sales and she was like a nomad. She just drove all around the country 
That's from cool. one Airbnb to the next. Great. But she had internet. She had her computer. She yeah. was good to go. Wow. Right. And, and so we want them to do that stuff and get to get out. Uh-huh. And can they go to the, you know, we work right. or a Regis yeah. or one of those things, go sit at the beach. I don't care if you need yeah. to get out every once in a while, uh-huh. you can get out without having to take a whole day off. Sure. Right. Just to get that. But I think it's a great suggestion. I always tell people, go walk outside, go walk your dog because you run yeah. into your neighbors. Yeah. Like I want you and they're like, you don't, you, you're okay if I go take a break and walk my dog? I'm like, I don't yeah. care, you know? Yeah. Think you're about, <laughs> like we were talking earlier. <laughs> exactly. Right. So that's, to me, that's one of those things. That's the small, it's the little, what we were talking about with Joni. It's the, it's the differentiator from a company perspective because right. you, on the flip side, you have companies that'll do the same thing. I know plenty of them especially contractors in the Washington, D.C. metro area, they'll give you the laptop, sure. You can be mobile, right? But you have this requirement that based on the contract you're working out, you have to fill out a timesheet at the end of the day, even if you're salaried, because you've got to allocate your time to certain contracts. Right. But, oh, we're going to geocache where you can do that from. So you can only fill out your timesheet if you're in the, the region where you live, right? That's it, Which is like, okay, now you just kind of – it's a very different feeling as an employee versus time to get a VPN and go around that. Yeah. Yeah. There's gotta be something. (laughs) Right. But then, but then as a company, you're putting employees in a position to do that versus saying, Hey, which is silly. silly. And, and that'll be to me, in my opinion, that'll be the differentiator when, if you have literally the 48% looking for work, Right. It'll be from a company like right. that. I had people tell me that they were had to like write out what they did every hour, oh. like these like you know, beginning of COVID, and I'm like, you need to quit right now. Yeah, I'm like, get out of that. That is terrible. Do not do that. Yeah, you know. So I, I have this thing I always tell um, leaders. I'm like, whatever you focus on grows. Yeah. So if you focus on, are they cheating me? What are they doing? And that energy. You better believe that they're going to start to become an issue. Yeah. Right. It, it, people turn into teenagers really quick. Yeah. You know, and they get real passive aggressive, yeah. and they start getting you know just crappy yeah, with you. Yeah, for sure. And, and if you're like, "What are you doing?" Fill out this timesheet. I want to know every, every minute what you're doing. Like, screw you, buddy. Like, you know, I mean, people want autonomy. Yep. Yeah. Give someone, hey, I need you to go and climb that mountain. Let me know when you're done. Yeah. That's Ellen, what they want. Ellen, yeah. take that note. What you focus on grows. That's a great yeah, quote. That was good. It's a great <laughs> quote for social media when we put this out. Good stuff. I love it. It's true. Yeah. Might be one of the best quote of the day. Oh well. Yeah. All right. <laughs> see, see there? Yeah. So you're presenting today at the conference. I am. Is it what's your topic that you're going to be presenting on? It's uh, pants optional. How my it's a remote success or how my team beats your team in their pajamas. So nice. We uh, you know we've been doing it since two thousand and nine, and it's all my secrets. At, well, it's only forty five minutes. Maybe not all my secrets, but it's a lot of the the best secrets yeah. about how to be successful remote. And the, the the surprise here is it's actually about your meetings. Really? So how we meet really matters. In fact, meetings are a direct reflection of your culture. Uh-huh. Um, it's sort of like when you see that, uh, I don't know, 50-something guy with a 20-something in the car and is convertible. You're like, midlife crisis. Like, it's very obvious what's happening, right? <laughs> right like, right. You're, when you have bad meetings, it's like, you're. it's very obvious to everyone in the organization, yeah. things are not right. There's something going on here that you're uncomfortable with, right? Right. So, you know, we have to change how we meet in remote work. In a traditional office... It's, it's different, right? If I see you guys connect over in this space and I know that I need to talk to you after you've talked to him, I can kind of see that. Yeah. Or I might bump into him in the office and he goes, oh, hey, I just met with him. You can go talk to him now. Okay, cool. 
That doesn't happen in remote work. Right. I have no idea if you guys met. Right. It's true. And Very so true. we have to start creating our meetings in different ways. So I highly advocate people to stop having one-on-one meetings, to eliminate them as much as you possibly can. And there are exceptions. And start getting people in groups of five to seven on the phone as much yeah. as possible. Information moves quickly. And you can do that in a 15-minute meeting. Yep. Yes, you can. You can have a 15-minute meeting with five people to say, here's the thing we're working on. Here's what's going on. Okay. There might be one or two people that really need to figure that out. And there's one person that can learn from this. And there's another one or two that might need to go implement your right. decision. And so you get them all on the call. Instead of just those two people having the call. And then you call the next person, tell them what to do. And they call the next person. And, and then you wonder why nothing's happening. Yeah. Takes the productivity out of it right. yeah. altogether. Right. And, yeah. But well, you could do that. You could walk over and huddle people up in a conference room for 15 minutes. Well, Uh it was never 15 minutes, but in theory, and that was easy there, but we have to kind of recreate these moments and recreate these signposts for our people. Um, If you don't mind, I have kind of an interesting story. So I I read this great book called the art of uh, gathering. And it's one of my favorite books. And this woman talks about how to curate different meetings, different experiences. Now she was doing like curations of like Middle East peace talks and stuff. But like she talked about how important it was to give people the rules about what, how and why we were going to meet. And at first I thought that's stupid. I don't want to give, I just want people to come in and not have rules. But I realized that our most successful meetings had a lot of rules. And so um, I had gone to Germany with my wife and my kids and we really enjoyed all the beer gardens there. And we came yeah. back and I said, I'm going to have a beer garden party. For all yes. of our friends. And I decided that I was going to have a lot of rules. This is the first party I've ever had. Now, every summer, we always invited a large group of our friends to come for like a swim party. It was like a catch-up in the summer, bring your kids, whatever. Uh-huh. We would invite 50, 60 people. 20-something would show up. Right. Right? I go and say, hey, we're having a beer garden party this time. You must dress up or wear German colors. You must. We're only drinking Bavarian beer, like, mm-hmm. you know, so Czech, Austrian, or German beer. If you show up with Coors Light, I will throw it out on the street. I mean, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like I militant, it. right? I'm yeah. like, we're only eating German food. Like, sounds great. Uh, in the, this time, so this time is, is totally family time. Kids are welcome. But at this time to this time, there is a no kids zone and it is adult time only, right? Like, yeah. Super rigid. First party, 100 people showed up. No kidding. What? Wow. Right? Next one, 125. Next one, 150. So we keep doing this year after year. We didn't do it during COVID, of course. But everyone knows what to expect. Yes. Everyone knows what they're supposed to do to have fun. They know if whether or not this is for them. They know there's no guesswork. Right. Yeah. Right? And I was like such an epiphany to me that I could put more rules into things that actually would help employees be more successful because when they show up to meetings, they don't know, am I here to listen? Am I here to collaborate? Am I supposed to deliver something? Am I supposed to just shut up and listen? What am I supposed to do in this meeting? What's expected of me? We never tell people. We just tell them to show up. Right. And then they're supposed to figure it out. Right. Yeah. Well, the, the extroverts show figured out. They just start talking. Yeah. Right? But everyone right. else, and they talk the whole time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they talk. The but whole that, time. that may not even be what we want from them either. Right. I right. mean, it, it could be a shut up and listen meeting. Yeah. You know, and so the better we can curate those experiences, the, the, the more successful organization can be. And that'll be a lot what I'm going to talk about today. Awesome. I think that's great. Man, this is good. Yeah, it'd be incredibly beneficial. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, I love the title. The title took me immediate to a conversation with my wife just last week. About the pants being optional? About the pants being optional. (laughs) Because she's like... Continue. uh, Can can you put them on, please? Yeah, Yeah, and the, the exact quote was, you better try on your pants. Right. Right. 
because they, yeah, they have been optional for quite some time. <laughs> and um, now you're going to an in-person conference. Yeah, you better try your pants on and make sure they fit and you get yourself time to, yeah. to buy some if you need some. Mine didn't. Yours didn't? No. no. <laughs> I knew that going into it. It was like one of those where you like try to pull them together in the front and then like hunch over, like bend over and try to get the yeah. button going. Yeah. Nah. So that's great. Was I not mean, happening. It takes any effort to put on pants. You have to go replace them immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I had to yeah. replace them and I'm very happy with what I got. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what a concept. That's great. I love the title. Super good. I'm sure everybody in attendance will love it. It'll be great. I agree. Lots of good takeaways for sure. And we're it doing is. a book signing right after. So if anyone's yes, interested. We'll stop by. Oh, that's yeah, perfect. I can get a free book signed by me. And what is the title of your book a remote success a remote work excuse me remote work. and there's a long very long subtitle that i do not have memorized but it's just basically <laughs> remote work like how to deal with people process and i don't know something else yeah yeah like, remote so. work is and you're doing that right outside the room no or? right outside right at our booth oh at your booth. Uh, there's a booth uh people g2 booth in the conference so that people can come and cool grab a coffee we'll come so. we'll come stop by absolutely That's great yeah. So where can people, before we let you go, yeah. um, you're doing the book signing, but where can people find, let the audience know where they can find you, how they get a copy of your book, what's the best right. way? Best way is to go to chrisdyer.com. They can find out more about me, the things I do. I have free webinars every month. I mean, there's a lot of resources there. There's eBooks and things to help people. Um, if they want to connect with me on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. uh, it's the one of me looking like I'm giving a talk. There's another guy with the same name who's a Canadian Peruvian artist. <laughs> if you find him, that is not me. Uh, he has very long dreads and he's a much better artist than I'll ever be. So uh, that's the wrong guy. But yeah, if they go to chrisdyer.com, happy to connect with people on LinkedIn. And of course, if they want to go to Amazon, uh, my two books are The Power of Company Culture and Remote Work. Nice. That's great. We yeah. may have to have you back again to talk about the first book, The Power right. of Company Culture, because that's always it. a great topic for sure. Yeah. All right, Luke. Chris, we appreciate it so much. Go knock them dead in there. All knock right. their pants off, I should say. <laughs> and uh, Bo and Luke Nation, that's a wrap. Tune in for a new episode every Thursday. You can subscribe to our email newsletter for information on upcoming guests, giveaways, and more. Rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you to our sponsor, Sound United, for quality broadcast audio throughout Season 2.